0: BrewDog took a page out of Jeremy's book, going after good beer hunting. Can craft beer get any
1: dumber? Tech bros say, hold my beer. Can beer festivals fix their sexual harassment problem? This is It's All Beer.
0: Welcome to It's All Beer. And I just wanted to fuck with Jeremy right there.
1: No, that's now the opening. That's <laughs> Welcome to It's All Beer, the podcast equivalent of a hazy IPA that pours crystal clear. It's confusing, involves a lot of swearing, you're not getting what you thought you were getting, but at the end, the bitterness is refreshing and it turns out to be exactly what you needed. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. And that was a solid open. Thank you. That was much better than the one you attempted. Um, I brought beer this oh, today. Oh no, what? I
0: just wanted to fuck with the,
1: <laughs> welcome to It's All Beer,
0: because I knew you had pre-written it down and you weren't going to leave that section off, and so if you want to keep mine, you either have to edit yours out or edit mine
1: out. Either way, you have to do a little bit of editing. No, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep both. Mine's gonna go off the top, and yours is gonna be the Easter egg. Oh, perfect! You still have to edit it, so I just made more work and for actu- you. And actually, now with this long explanation, I can keep both, <laughs> and, and it will make perfect sense to the the poor sods listening. So there you go. You've actually, by explaining it too much, made my job easier. Did I though? You, you did. You're a
0: perfectionist, so
1: I bet. Have you met me? And look at this! Look at this place where we record. Tell me, I'm a perfectionist. The toilet seat is up, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm making an executive decision. We're starting with this. Uh, I brought a couple of beers. So we got Jester King in um, to the uh, to the uh, shop this uh, this week. Um, and so it just—they've been like in the market before, correct? They're they're, they're in and out. They yeah, like they're that and, brew pipeline style. And actually, the fun thing was is that I was informed um, by my sales guy that I mean the 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 guy who runs this distributor um, just loves them so much and so expensive to get them in that he's not making any money off of this. He just so wants to sell Jester King that. So he can get it himself. Yeah, pretty much. So this is kind of a vanity project for this. So yeah, yeah, it's been in town, but it's very sporadic. Uh, a new shipment came in, so I decided to splurge on a couple of really nice sours. We're gonna start out with Jester King, uh, the RU fifty five, um, uh, um, Flanders Red. So ooh, and yeah, it has that really nice, caramely, that caramely citrus. Mm-hmm. You get kind of the tartness off the nose coming through already quite a bit it's a lot more like sharp tart than Uh some of the uh some of the uh, um flat mushrooms that i've had um really nice oaky flavor in the back i'm not actually sure it's on oak but it kind of tastes like it uh dark cherry citrus decent amount of funk
0: gonna have to slam some pepto-bismol when i get home after this episode
1: aged aged on oak barrels God, I'm good at this. I should be a beer judge. It's like you are. <laughs> I'm an acceptable one, but. I know. You're not great or else we'd have better sponsors. <laughs> or sponsor. Uh, no, one, no one sponsors beer judges because here's the problem. Uh, if they get the notes back? <laughs> they get the notes back. They're like, fuck that guy and the horse he rode in on. So we're never going to get a sponsor because I'm way too honest. They're
0: like, who's Jeremy? <laughs> All the beer, the six beer judges named Jeremy are like, fuck, like, is that, I don't recognize
1: that brewery shirt, so, yeah, it's him. (laughs) I mean, you know what you call a a group of three or more Jeremy's, right? A gaggle? No, a sarcasm. That came from a, that that came from a a fellow Jeremy that was in a group of more, three or more Jeremy's. Just,
0: is that like legitimately the name? That is legitimately the
1: name now, yes now or like always it's always been the name
0: so if i google three or more jeremy's it'll
1: come up sarcasm correct and if it doesn't then google is wrong google's never wrong while you're doing that uh top story this week james watt sends a cease and assist to good beer hunting when are we getting ours (laughs) i feel left out (laughs) fuck james watt as part of Good Beer Hunting's continued reporting on James Watt and the dumpster fire that is BrewDog, um, an article came out on May sixth entitled "Conspiracy Weary BrewDog CEO Files Fraud Lawsuit Against Women for F- for Fraud and Harassment." I would love to bring you more about that article, but Good Beer Hunting, as part of this cease and desist, has been forced to take down the article pending uh, legal review. And you're uh, wrong. I know I'm wrong. (laughs) There's
0: no name for... Three or more jerries. The only thing it brings up is a British
1: television documentary series (laughs) called Clarkson's Farm. Okay, then it's a Clarkson's. Um, (laughs) uh, Fortunately, however, uh, Watt doesn't have the balls to take on The Guardian, which published an article on May 5th entitled Brewdog CEO uh, Brings Prosecution Against a Woman for Fraud. The article points to a pre-trial hearing at Wen- Westminster Magistrate Court, wherein Watt accused a uh, Emily Ziem of providing, quote, false information about who was responsible for malicious comments made about him on social media. The hearing covered two charges. The first charge accuses her of dishonestly saying that she had information about people responsible for said malicious comments about him. And I assume, and this is just my speculation, I assume that this is referring to James Watt's absolutely fucking insane assertions that there is some kind of conspiracy out to get him. Yeah, because everyone's out to get the rich guy. Um, this is a claim he's put out in the world. Um, and actually, uh, Michael Kaiser of Good Beer Hunting took a more charitable uh, view of this than I'm inclined to. He... Uh, he I mean, he basically said, you know, in a, in the thread of comments before the article was taken down, uh, that that this could shed some light on as, as why Watt may have felt there was a conspiracy, as in, uh, you know, wh- whoever this uh, Emily Zim uh, is, could have put it into his head that there was a conspiracy, um, hence why he thought uh, there was. I she just QAnon'd him. Uh, I'm guess uh, to, in my not for me that is a very charitable uh, 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 view of this and, you know, good on uh, Kaiser for believing that. Um, I assume that uh, that this was absolutely, he had, he had brought that first and someone just came out and said, hey, and I've got the information to prove you're right. I um, mean, it seems that Zim, uh, a Japanese Brazilian citizen that apparently resides in Norway, had some supposed information that fed into his mad fuck delusion probably making him look like a paranoid dumbass that he is in the process, but I'm speculating. The second charge alleges malicious communication stemming from sending posts from an Instagram account with the username LauraKeller341, which, quote, conveyed information that was false and which they knew or believed to be false for the purpose of causing distress and anxiety to the recipient or any other person to whom they intended or its contents or nature should be communicated. And that's actually about all the details we have at this point. So what does that mean? Well, again, I can only speculate. But, and at risk of having to take down this episode or edit this part out in the future. And by the way, if I do have to edit this part out, I will replace it with exactly 30 seconds of the most irritating polka music I can find. So if at this point the podcast fades into Roll Out the Barrel, you'll know what happened. Here's what I think's going on. James Watt was so desperate to believe that he's not some pathetic horny wanker He uses his money as a replacement for a personality and that he has concocted <laughs> this elaborate fantasy that people are so jealous of his brilliance and his absolutely enormous three-inch ding-a-ling that they conspired to bring him down out of spite. The enterprising person then latched onto this and proceeded to scam the living fuck out of him, which he fell for because no shit, he is really that stupid. And he basically painted the fake tunnel on the side of the mountain and proceeded to charge headlong into it. And on top of that, he has demonstrated his Olympian ability to solve every minor problem by turning it into a major disaster when he figured out that he was being played like an especially stupid fiddle and lashed out at that person and every, and every other news agency that reported on it like the spoiled little rich kid that he is. James Watt, if you are listening, and there's no chance in hell that you are, but on the off chance this makes its way to you, listen and listen to me carefully.
0: You pay too att- much attention to the trolls, one. Uh-
1: <laughs> Even if this was a conspiracy, which it isn't, There is no conspiracy outside a group of employees that politely ask you to stop behaving like a walking hard-on whenever you wiggled your way into their presence. But even if there was a conspiracy to bring you down, their work is done. They need not do another thing. Apparently, all they had to do was hand you a hammer. It turns out you would take said hammer and proceed to gleefully and with gusto smash yourself in the nuts. And at this point, I have no doubt that you have many people pleading with you to stop smashing your tiny plums, but you seem incapable of that. And you just go on smashing away while screaming, you are making me do this. Nobody is making you do this. You are repeatedly whacking your trumpets on your own volition, you incredible idiot. Here's another thing. Early on, and this was way back, we could have avoided this whole situation completely if you would have just kept your roof fetish activities on the DL and behaved like a respectable fucking human being. I get it. Being a respectable human is hard. God knows it's proven impossible for more than a few people in this industry. But even when you couldn't resist the urge for some city balcony strange, a half-hearted apology and maybe a series of sexual harassment classes would have smoothed the entire thing over. I have proof of it. It's happened before. Instead, you are now threatening... I thought you were going to say, I've done it. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, you are now threatening press freedom. Forget all the allegations. I mean, nobody can because I'm sure the visage of your clumsy fumblings up top of the veranda is permanently seared into the corny of the poor sods who found your your own fucking security tape. Forget that. Forget the fact that you may well... All the
0: def- sex tape at that point.
1: Uh. <laughs> you for- Forget you may have well defrauded your own fans. Forget whatever s- insanely stupid self-inflicted wound this latest thing is. You went after a news organization for the crime of trying to report the truth. And you know what? That's all anyone needs to know. That action alone shows you for the whiny, sniveling, spoiled, rich cunt that you are. You can put on the airs of being edgy and anti-establishment. Those clothes do not exist and everyone everyone can see your miserable, shriveled little shillelagh. You are scum, sir. You are the slimy creatures spawned on the damp locker room floor in the prep school for the overprivileged upper-class twits. You are everything your own marketing supposedly stood against, the rich, established cockwaffle with no real ideas and no soul outside a pile of money that you throw around like a toddler having a tantrum in a sandbox. Ironically, the big corporate beer you attacked showed far more class and character than you ever could because they don't need people drinking from the Kool-Aid of their of your gold-plated sippy cup in order to avoid the realization that you are nothing but a shit stain on the soil uneaselessness society brew dogs as a brand can recover from this and hopefully it is my fondest wish that when they go public the first thing they do is exercise a james watt-sized tumor from the company's ass and piss and you piss away your money on these dumbass lawsuits until you are forced to give handies to heineken executives in exchange for a cup of mouthwash to dull the pain of your sad pathetic existence i hope the next person you get up you make a you have a makeout session on the roof with uh gives you a rare form of mononucleosis that causes you to uncontrollably pee yourself every time you hear the phrase fuck you james watt because you're gonna hear it loudly and you're gonna hear it often fuck you james watt you may send your cease and desist to it's all beer at gmail.com <laughs> Normally,
0: I'm the one who gets riled up. Like, you guys can't see this. Jeremy was physically shaking as he was, like, trying not to scream that. Like, do you need it? Like,. I'm all for just get up on that soapbox and go.
1: I just like. Do you need to let a little more out? Because I think you do. No, that was like an orgasm for the soul. That felt great. I was gonna say, <laughs> right? It feels good to just blow up. <laughs> that that was all I really needed to do. I think I got everything out I needed to get out, and uh, I, I basically, if I feel like I need a cigarette and a shower now. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, question I have for you: How long before he runs for British Prime Minister? Because. You know who he reminds me of? He's way too, unfortunately, he's still way too competent for that. You know who he reminds me of? I mean, Boris Johnson?
0: The Cheeto Man that we elected. Oh. In... <laughs> Even way more competent than that. Because there was. Uh, Trump's like notorious for having like so many lawsuits on slander. And I will never forget reading about one. Where he tried to sue a guy because the journalist wrote, Trump is not a millionaire. Yeah. And he's like, You're slandering me, blah, blah. So you went to the courtroom and the guy said, Well, here's here's every all the research I have. That, that doesn't equate to a millionaire. And the judge got they got Trump up on the stand, and the judge goes what's your net worth? And he goes, oh, well, it varies day to day. Some days higher, some days low. And he goes, just give me a fucking number. Are you a millionaire? And he goes, well, I, he's like, well, it varies. And he's like, as of today, this moment right now, are your assets over a million dollars? Well, no. <laughs> and he's like, case thrown out. You owe this guy money for dragging him into court. And he's like, well, that's a... Uh, oh, crap. <laughs> this is what James Watt's play right now feels like. I mean, it is. And so I'm like, how long till he actually takes a public office over there?
1: I mean, it is is. It, it it is every spoiled rich kid's play just to send cease and desist and legal actions to silence any talk. I mean, what gets me, and uh, here I go again, but what gets me is that last week, you know, after what after what came out with the employee... Employee uh, uh, benefits that they were rolling out. You know what? Leave it there, and you look great. I even, I even said it. I've said it that week. It's, it's an obvious ploy to distract people, but it's a good one. And if you would have kept your goddamn mouth shut, it would have worked. I, I think we would have moved on. But my God, you could. He can't help them. It literally happened the day after we did that podcast, where he's all like. Well, I'm sure that took care of everything. Time to get Goodbeer Good Beer Hunting wrote something mean about me. Time for a cease and desist. <laughs> Which uh, I did see that
0: pop up on Twitter because Good Beer Hunting had to remove it. And they've got their lawyers looking in because within U.S. law, Good beer hunting is in the yeah. is in the right. They've just got to verify whether if in UK I'm, law.
1: I'm sure it'll come back in some form or another. I mean they I, they did what they did. They took it down to be on the safe side. But I'm looking forward to and I think we.
0: I, oh, they are gonna
1: viciously roast him. If <laughs> they come out of the clear here soon. They'll be like, oh,
0: and this is back. No thanks to, <laughs> wham. Uh I mean there's... And any misstep he makes oh I mean, after
1: that will be free content and front page news for them I mean I from my perspective um I was at, up to this point kind of kind of willing to 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 let Brew Dogs go but now I think I want to do a play-by-play documentary on how exactly this is going to I feel troubled. we need to uh
0: reach out to Good Beer Hunting um <laughs> Smooth it out on your side. Uh, <laughs> on and, one, to- one time. And see if they want to do an article where we try to get a group of people together. Kind of opposite of GameStop. And short BrewDog when they <laughs> lock, when they IPO. And just like have them release. Hypothetical if BrewDog were to IPO. Everyone who opposes what they do should take a short position of this. And...
1: <laughs> The pr- here the problem with that is is this I don't know if you're aware but this has been recorded and so now this is kind of like I think this qualifies as stock manipulation. It's it's fine if you have a if you it's fine if you're a billionaire you can do that but if you are like our income class you can't do that. Well,
0: we just got to find a billionaire who'd be down to join with us.
1: I'll uh, I'll I'll give uh, uh, Elon a, a a ring. I he he offered to buy this podcast, but he decided he wanted to buy Twitter instead. So
0: damn, we were too expensive, weren't we?
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's he he only had forty four billion to spend, and you know we was, were
0: forty six. Yeah,
1: and so and Twitter is a little bit better value. So, yeah. uh, but I'll, I'll 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 get a hold of him, see if he's uh, interested in kind of that little side. Or note.
0: we just throw it on Reddit
1: and <laughs> just let it run. Uh Tyler, I am gonna. I need to have a breather after that. What do you got for us? Well, we're going to
0: stay on just a shitty craft beer people news. <laughs> this has been its all shitty
1: craft beer people. <laughs>
0: uh, it's an article from VinePair Pair uh, talking about canned beer festivals course correct in 2022. Uh, it's an article from Ash Elliott and Courtney Eisman. Uh, so... We're coming up this month is the one year anniversary of when Brienne Allen asked her Instagram followers about shitty people in craft beer. And everyone in craft beer uh, had the light clicked on like it was last call and they were getting kicked out of a dive bar and realized how (laughs) shitty everything is where they're standing.
1: Well, I think it was. The, I mean, it was the, the what uh, she came out on her Instagram and said, "Hey, has any has any woman in craft beer experienced discrimination?" And the flood and the light came on. The ba- bartender said, "Get the fuck out!" You looked around. You are like, this place is
0: god awful. I've been sitting in here, and you are like, the person I was thinking about taking home
1: is a cave troll. Ah, fuck it said james watt (laughs) (laughs) want to see my roof (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh well
0: one of the major common threads in that whole thing is a lot of people experienced that discrimination harassment whatever it be some sort of mistreatment
1: occurred at beer festivals. There's something understandable about that. Because beer festivals are where shit... Th- th- that's where the beer industry's shit shows start to come out. Mm-hmm. And both good and bad. I and mean, it's where most of the fringe beer industry people are there. And the article
0: says, gather thousands of people in one place and let blues f- flow. And it's hard to trust that everyone will be on their best behavior. Yeah, it's kind- yeah, pretty much. Um, and so... The article talks about how you you get some men drinking too much and they start being hostile at people or if they're told they're not going to be served anymore especially by someone of the other sex or a different ethnicity they're going to be more times than not a little hostile thinking they can just overpower it and get their way. So uh, (laughs) there's a couple things that have actually started coming up and covid almost kind of helped with this taking that year off of a lot of beer festivals with covid and then people starting to look at different tactics to try to open back up in 2021 with beer festivals they started experimenting and then when the brian allen thing came out uh companies that were were started around the Me Too movement. Actually, we're like, well, hey, let's pivot to try to help this not happen at beer festivals. on uh, the article actually talks about a couple different options uh, and interviews different people in the industry on, like, different safety measures they'd like to see at beer festivals. Uh, which, after reading through this, I'd be all for uh, one of the apps uh, that is being used to help uh, is the hashtag not me app. Uh, It's the most widely adopted safety tool among festival organizers, according to the article. Uh, She started it because of the Me Too movement uh, and then kind of pivoted into with the Breanne Allen. Oh, are we switching up beers or are we... Yeah, I'll switch up beers.
1: Hold on one second. We'll... Uh, can't chug that super quick. <laughs> I'll take your time. We'll crack this when you're when you're done. I got about one more drink. <laughs> uh, Power through. Power through, Tyler.
0: Got it. That was tart. <laughs> uh, but it's... A way for people to report any incidents happening anonymously uh, to help get someone to come in and intervene. So it really translated super easy to Brewfest and to breweries. Uh, With this, it's become super common since uh, they basically debuted at Craft Brewers Conference uh, to see QR codes. For the not me app, posted around, providing quick and easy access for anyone who needs to make a report. Uh, and I mean, it helps out event organizers because you're legally liable to make sure mm-hmm. guests aren't overserved, causing a scene. Doing following all the stuff of your license for that day. Um, with this here, well, you want pour me
1: my next beer going to get into the ale apothecary, uh, field spirits. It is a wild fermented ale uh, in wine barrels with cherry, currant, rose hips, and condit. You're about to lose. Oh, it was climbing
0: quick as you had it slightly turned. I was like, oh, Jeremy's gonna have a gusher.
1: You have, oh ye of little faith.
0: So here's a couple uh, options they've kind of recommended or industry people have recommended to Vine Pair they would like to see implemented. Uh, Barb Bart Baker, a.k.a. Siren of Stout, uh, said she has only had positive experiences at beer festivals uh, but can identify measures to ensure safety for everyone. Uh, she recommended plainclothes advocates walking around with their ear to the ground to make sure people are okay uh, and able to discreetly call security if they see a problem arising, different things like that, uh, without having someone potentially have retribution for friends. Yeah.
1: Um, That's handy because, I mean, a lot of times you're. you're if you're the sober one of the group and you. Well, call out your friend. You're, you're, and you're in this situation where you're like, I mean, and you're, by the way, it's all happening right there. And you're trying to think about, shit, all right, do I do I tell him he's being an asshole and have to put up with that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, mm-hmm. it, that's, that's a handy. Uh, but if someone walks by who looks like they're just a normal yeah, festival who, participant. Who, who can call security and, and, you know, take the asshole off thy hands. Mm-hmm. And escort James Watt to the nearest rooftop where he can do whatever what he needs to do. Um, another I want that cease and desist, you asshole. <laughs> another person um,
0: recommended at larger festivals, safe zones specifically for women and gender diverse should be should be something that larger festivals start implementing. Um, you know, a space for people who don't necessarily fit into beardy white male, mm. uh, can go to take some time to chill out when it all gets a bit too much or if they're being harassed just to kind of step out, have a zone where they can just kind of chill, relax, regroup, and not be fucked with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, a safety measure with wish list was another thing. Where clear guidance so people know where they can report any issues, a harassment and harmful behavior policy readily accessible to all attendees, volunteers, workers, um, an agreement to which is a condition for entry, and uh, basically violation can remove to result in removal.
1: You get your ass kicked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, which uh, they have one of the ones that I would get behind the most is reducing length and capacity of beer fests. Shauna Solart, uh, a Chicago-based beer professional and co-lead in Chicago's Pink Boots Society chapter, says a lot of fests seem to attract attendees willing to pay the ticket price by offering unlimited beer for a long amount of time. Uh, Drunk people present a challenge to safety not only during the fest but when they leave are they driving are they falling down drunk causing issues with ride share? are they then walk, trying to walk into another bar causing a just cascading effect of issues
1: not so much now but there was a time when there was a when, when those beer festivals say you know here's your set time it's almost worse if there was a short time because it's like uh, a couple of them were like a couple of hours you know all you can drink in this amount of time you're like Challenge accepted. (laughs) Yes. Selfishly, as a brewery
0: representative, when it's all you can drink and it's a five, six hour long festival. Yeah, that's. You'd be surprised how many people show up within the first hour and don't try to leave till the last hour, and you're like, how are you still standing? (laughs) Like. I see gravity's getting harder for you to fight right now. Like, you need to get the fuck out of here.
1: At that point in time, I mean, I I guess if you try to cut them off, like, I paid, I get unlimited boozy booze until I fall down. Most of the time there is security, and if they
0: start really stumbling or that, security will be like, okay. Come come here, buddy. (laughs) You're either out or you're done drinking. Uh, But you'll have that couple times where someone will try to really get, Oh no, I, I paid, I can drink as much as I want. And you're like, it's for you, buddy. Let, let, let's cut it out. (laughs) Um, but they actually, in the articles started talking about how, um, you know, making sure they have the reporting gap on hand, uh, Making sure your volunteers are trained in safe serve or safe bars, um, which I'm like I'm fine with. If you want to put on a festival, if we start implementing, you have to have a reporting software in place. You have to have security. You have to have volunteers that are just walking around making sure people are good, uh, and everyone's got to be tip certified, safe serve certified, whatever, because. If you're not going to put on a festival and do all this, you don't need to be running a festival. Mm. Uh, And have volunteers pouring it all. You can't put it back onto the brewery. Like I've said multiple times, if you're going to run a beer festival and you're like, oh, no, breweries should just pour their own beer. Like, yeah, you guys got it. No, we're not here to do your fucking labor. (laughs) You're getting... Yes, you bought the beer from us. Awesome. Awesome. You're not paying for my fucking time. Have a fucking volunteer. You're putting this together. You're getting all the profit from this. When you're charging five bucks for a six ounce fucking pour. And you have a half barrel from two half barrels from each brewery. Let's do the math here. You're making a good amount. Uh, You can afford to pay pours or have volunteer pours. Or figure
1: it the fuck out, but I'm not doing it for free. This sounds very specific. I feel like there's the the, the quorum is keeping you from saying to saying ending that with your name here, <laughs> you asshole. And time restraints because there's a <laughs> lot of beer festivals. Uh, just getting into beer festival season. How you? How's the, how's the outlook? Uh, oh, oh fuck, It's just, back. Greasing your butthole for this?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just bending over and grabbing my ankles. Uh, <laughs> Um, but Outsmart NYC, uh, actually worked with the New York Brewers Guild, uh, to try to start figuring out options with this. Uh, they offer education in these areas as addition to other services as part of the organization's framework. Uh, they have a partnership between victim service agencies and nightlife professionals. So they are trying to prevent and end sexual violence in nightlife and party spaces, uh, doing different protocols and policies, uh, offering free outlets such as legal medical and therapeutic service to survivors. Um, but they're really, uh, kind of driving in where they will hire security plus have the sober volunteers through, uh, new, or through outsmart nyc um and they've had uh security people they've hired be like why do we need safety advocates and us at the same event and they basically said you know how there are times you don't feel comfortable calling the cops you don't want someone who's an authority figure you want someone who can help intervene uh that's what our safety advocates are. Mm-hmm. If they can de-escalate it, awesome. But ultimately, if it's escalated to the point where they need an authority figure, someone th- th- there's security. Th- th- and th- if it
1: escalates past that, there's police. Say, so if you need someone named Bruno to just grab them by the shirt collar and drag them to the yes. exit. Yeah. Um, you don't always want to do that, but when you want that to happen, you need that to happen. Uh, they mentioned the Barrel and Flow Festival
0: uh, in this article and how... They're employing other kinds of safety measures and experts, uh, to see what they can do to improve. He says every year we're looking at how we can get better. Um, noting that the lines of communication with the community are always open so he can respond to developing needs. Uh, he had a handful last year as we've covered on
1: the podcast. Uh, uh, that would be the, uh, I I forget what episode it was, but yeah, the, uh, the Hofbra House uh, debacle, um, good times, good times. Yeah, but that's but the, uh, it was it was through that that I I ran into uh, 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 Andrew Dill. Yeah, so it was you know there was that so that's good times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he
0: talks about how specifically black folks aren't often able to leave their community to experience craft beer because of harassment from police officers, discrimination of bars, different microaggression. Uh, so he wanted to make that festival a safe space for black folk to come and explore and also m- make it a safe space for some without making it for everyone. Um, so they have started to Im- include a code of conduct on social media and barrel and flow site uh, tickets and at the fest staff are trained and ready to receive reports of any incidents and messaging. C- so, and, Attendees and workers are aware of the reporting options uh, this year. He has partnered with the Pittsburgh Action Against Rape for Enhanced Reporting System and Bystander Trading. Uh, they talked about how the San Diego Festival in October, uh, Untapped, received a bunch of criticism that they had breweries that were named in
1: allegations. Just in May of that year. Uh, Listen, they just learned how to make a functional uh, beer fest this year. So, you know, a little slack, a little slack. (laughs) Uh, And how they have decided that they're
0: going to partner with Not Me for reporting. They're becoming invite only for the beer festival. Uh, Starting to look at, you know, has that brewery been included in a controversy like this? You know, looking at the reputations of the breweries and kind of their social standings um, and, you know, working for active bystander de-escalation empowerment and self-defense training for staff to try to um, help with this as well as well-marked safe spaces uh, and with options for people in need to be escorted to more private areas um so with this it seems they're starting craft beer has recognized one of our biggest flaws is the actions at beer fest and we're starting to take the steps to improve this and i hope to see more beer festivals starting to include, you know, the option for someone who's too drunk, uh, you know, your plainclothes bystanders, looking out, uh, shortening some of these beer fests, or making it that tokens where they have... and limiting the amount you can buy at one time.
1: And, I mean, you know, as as, as much fun as a drunken shit show is, um, makes it more accessible to everybody. Yes. Which, you know, if which will... Necessarily, make it a more pleasant experience. Listen, mm-hmm. if you're if if you're a little bit drunk, you don't want to interact with someone who's just shit housed mm-hmm. because they and are irritating.
0: Getting a little bit drunk, or even if you're a smidge drunk, but you're sticking to yourself, you're 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 not causing an issue. That that's completely acceptable in my mind at a beer festival. Yeah, I'm. I, at the end of the day, people are going to a beer festival to get drunk.
1: Yes, we there's booze there. When the boozy booze is nice.
0: Uh, but taking it too far, causing a scene, making other pe- ruining other people's experience of that is where we need to look at stopping. So I think seeing people actually incorporate some of these uh I know in the valley there's not many where it's unlimited anymore. It's you have to buy tokens. Uh, so, basically, that's a way people go buy the tokens when they have to come back to buy more. The event staff can kind of eye and go, mm, we're not going to sell you anymore.
1: Yeah, you can kind of go, eh, maybe, maybe, take a, maybe take a half hour break. Go get some water. Yep. And come back in like an hour or so and we'll talk.
0: But I'm, I'm curious to see if any of these start popping up here in the Treasure Valley. If we start seeing, you know, for instance report here uh one thing they did was put up in like women's restrooms if you're in an unsafe situation here's what you need to order at the oh, booth uh which I know some bars around town have done it because my wife was like oh yeah we were out to dinner with some friends and she came back she's like that's so great i was like what and she's like in the bathroom there was a thing on the door that said Hey, if you're if you're in trouble, come up to the bar, order this, the bartenders will do this. Order this, bartenders will do this. You order this, the bartender will not leave your side until the police come to escort you out. Like, and one of my friends, kind of dumb, uh, <laughs> goes, So if I walk up and order, like, that shot on accident, like... And I'm, I was like, it's not going to be like an obvious shot. He, I was like, and also here, like the bartender is going to read, read the room if uh-huh, it's not going to be a if popular shot. to look at you shot. and go,
1: get out of the women's restroom, you sick yeah. bastard. And before I, before I do the, before I do the number 12.
0: Yeah. I'm like, and it's nice because yeah, yeah. N- n- no guys should be in there. So they're not going to see it. They're not going to know. That she's asking for help by ordering said shot. Um and so or said drink or whatever, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's and so, you know, I I hope we start seeing more of this translate to the Treasure Valley and can start improving craft beer's reputation.
1: It'd be nice. <laughs> there's there, there's a lot to there's a lot to repair over the past couple of years. Well, Jeremy, you got anything on a happier note. S- slightly. Um, how to make craft beer even dumber news now. All right, Tyler, I'm going to say a phrase. I want you to do say or do the first thing that comes to mind. Craft beer NFTs.
0: Well, it's a poor time to do that because crypto has fucking tanked lately. Um, and a lot... If you're not doing NFTs right, uh, you're actually going to have a real big flop. It's going to hurt the... Brand value more than if you did it properly by building the correct c- consumer base. And I don't think craft beer has quite done that
1: yet. Well, this has been. It's all beer. i hope hoping for more yelling, but...
0: <laughs> I don't hate NFTs. They're not for me, but I'm also not a fucking art dude either. Like... The people that pay a million dollars for a fucking painting... That it just looks like someone fucking walked up to a can of paint with a 12 gauge and went,
1: poof. I mean, you're just talking about modern art in general, yeah. not necessarily NFTs. Before we get to, b- b- speaking of uh, 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 splatter patterns, let's talk about the, what we we opened uh, while you were uh, uh, doing that. It's the uh, L. Apothecary Field Spirits. What do you think? Pretty solid. Uh,
0: did not realize it was 9.5%. Uh,
1: not near as tart as the Jesser King. More funky f- funky and floral. Mm-hmm. Some slight fruit flavors. I mean, the aroma, the the thing I couldn't get past. I mean, even now, I'm like, God, there's a lot going on. There's cherry, there's plum, there's spice, like coriander. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's, they add rose hips, right? Rose yep. hips. Yeah. So, no, it is super complex. It's I mean, Very drinkable. Ale apothecary—they—they they, they know what they, they're doing. Yeah. Um, anyway, so this comes from an article uh, from VinePair by Dave Infante. Now I gotta say, I went on a little journey as I read this piece. I went from basically perplexed and thinking, "Yeah, there's probably a way to make NFTs working craft beer in the same way there's probably a way to incorporate Jello into a fighter jet engine." Sure, there's a way to do it, but at some point you're doing it just to see if you can do it, not because it's remotely functional. Um, but I actually came around by the end. And I see the logic as twisted and depressing as it might be. I'm not going to go too far into what NFTs are or how they work. If you're at all like me, you're basically befuddled by the whole thing and you find yourself edging closer and closer to the get off my lawn, you damn kids stage. Just Google SML
0: NFT song and
1: <laughs> it'll teach you everything you need to Perfect. know. Perfect. Yeah. Go do that. Um, all you really need to know is that it's related to cryptocurrency and it's based on a blockchain system and it's a way to spend money on something that doesn't exist. It's art on the internet. And I'm not alone. A June survey from security.org revealed that only 2% of all adults had actually purchased or sold uh, an NFT, and a full 75% of people had no idea what an NFT is or what it does. And truth be told, there isn't a lot of practical application for these, regardless of what industry you're in. They're described as, quote, a solutions in search of a problem. Never mind that they are environmentally destructive, prone to scams, and they are one more thing dragging us to some dystopian ultra-consumer hellscape. But there is something unique to craft beer that does make it a fertile field for ideas concerning NFTs. Namely, the worst aspects of craft beer and this uh, Web3 culture intersect in a very uncomfortable way. To quote the article, quote, It doesn't take singy levels of futuristic crystal balling to see the parallels between frenetic tokenomics of the past 12 months and the conspicuous consumption, manufactured novelty, and promise of quick profit that have propelled the hype-driven, secondary, market-ready corners of craft beer brewing business over the past few years. (laughs) The behavior is there. Michael Kaiser, we've talked about him a lot this episode, uh, founder of Good Beer Hunting, and uh, the beverage consulting firm Feel Goods, was quoted as well in the article saying, quote, I think the Venn diagram of Hype Beer Bro and Tech Bro is not very far apart. If you're the other halves of the world and you're selling a bunch of hazy IPAs and the people are collecting like Pokemons already, you're halfway to a fucking NFT as it is.
0: Yeah.
1: But on
0: the flip side, I think when an NFT is done properly, it builds that community very much what Craft Beer did. I'm thinking off the top of my head. The Lazy Lion NFT Group Board Ape Yacht Club really has that strong like community behind it. It's very much a status when you're looking at I mean, it. There's the
1: other, si- I mean, there's the other yes. side. I mean, there's the other side. I mean, the non-toxic th- side. The, the wor- I mean, I'm focusing on the worst parts of both cultures. Look at you for bringing the positive aspects of both cultures. Trying to pull <laughs> us out of that tailspin, baby. <laughs> Uh, but i mean the let's face it the worst impulses of this industry are strangely aligned with the worst impulses of the new tech landscape take the underground beer trading market that i think you had a whole lot more experience with than i did um, but but i think you can verify for the people that it was a strange place where people were strictly illegally mind you selling and shipping beer for insane markups sometimes yeah i refuse to ever do like I mean, there were those the, that, there was those that traded that traded dollar for dollar, dollar.
0: But the like insane markups or the people who were just straight up buying it, I was like, I'm not going to buy a bottle on the secondary market. Especially some of those markups. I'm like, it'd be cheaper for you to take two days off work, fly over there, standing in line for that whole day, buy your allocation, and fly back the next
1: day than it would be (laughs) to buy the one bottle. Um, let's talk about the untapped gamification of drinking for a second. Ah. Here's a behavior I've seen and I'm willing to bet a wacky monkey NFT that you have too. Uh, the person who orders a beer, not because they want it, in fact, oh my God in fact, even despite the fact that they know they want oh. it just to get the untapped check-in. <laughs> Do you need a minute now? <laughs> if I hear...
0: Or if I see a fucking another untapped review of Beer's Terrible, I hate sours or beer's terrible, I hate IPA, and a fucking like one bottle cap or a half a bottle cap or whatever. I'm like, why the fuck did you order it? Because you ordered it just to say, oh look at my tiny penis! I checked this in on untapped and I wanna have more check-ins than my friend. <laughs>
1: The point of all of this is the culture is there and an enterprising brewery owner or marketing manager needs can do, can harness this for good or evil. Um, seriously, uh, let's talk practical application. Well, first there is selling art. Um, it's a secondary market for craft beer, but if you are, let's say revision and you have a new piece of art for every fucking hazy release, it doesn't take much to package that can art into an NFT and sell it on the market. It's not really the product you're trying to put out in the world, but it's a possibility. But here's an idea that actually happened. Um, Denver beer company auctioned off a lifetime pass for free beer at any one of its four tap rooms as an NFT. And here's how it worked. They commissioned an animation of a spinning gold coin inscribed with beer for life and put it out on the NFT marketplace. The owner of which is entitled to four beers a day forever. Uh, the NFT went for the equivalent of $12,000. And here's the rub. The person, that person could conceivably sell it when their liver gives out. And the Denver Beer Company gets 5% commission on that transaction uh, every time the NFT trades hands. Uh, you were talking about uh, uh, one earlier, and one came out today. Goose Island just announced that they're uh, uh, doing, doing an it NF-
0: for the Bourbon County.
1: County. Yeah. Um, so. And I think that's that's where we're where really all the roads for this technology go when it comes to actually getting product, which let's not forget, is a physical graph, a physical glass with hopefully a refreshing beverage, into the hands of consumers. Um, and that is some variation of kind of a beer membership club or like a perk or something, you know, some some extra little thing you get for following the brewery and going through this rather hellish process.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Wherein the NFT basically functions like the beer membership card. Um, is it a better solution than what m- most breweries have concocted, which is you know basically a printer, a laminator, and a spreadsheet on a barely functioning computer? Probably not. But listen, if your clientele involves some of those haze bros, um, listen to the words that come out of their beardy l- little stupid faces. I know it can be difficult sometimes; it's nonsensical and often stupid. But there is money to be made there. Uh, not a lot i do i i do not predict that this will be this will be the infrastructure that drags the industry kicking and screaming into the new decade but there is stupid hype and what is quint- quintessentially more craft beer than th- stupid hype exactly or if you have a l-
0: mascot in your logo that you can use do a whole nft series with that mascot i mean there's again there's and it's it's a good way if you're trying to buy a new tank or a new canning line you do an NFT release with that mascot doing stupid shit in the markets that you service. You s- sell it out. If you have that community there, it's basically a GoFundMe where you're giving them a JPEG mm-hmm. in return and, for their
1: money. And right now, I think you got the extra like little bit of uh, uh, promotional work. Because unless you live in Chicago or Denver... Or, you know, one you've few... got to
0: educate the customer.
1: Well, basically, well, I mean, what I'm saying is that you will be the first person in your market to have done this, which means you can contact all the, all the traditional media and new media in your area and go, Hey, we're offering an NFT. Come do a story on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that people can go look at these wacky people at twiddle your ball stacks brewing in, in, in Cunt Town, West Virginia. <laughs> look at these crazy beer people. Yep. You should come drink their beer and whatever an NFT is, you could probably drink that too. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeremy, how long
0: till It's All Beer releases its first NFT? Uh it,
1: uh let's say, uh uh five years, three days and uh and twenty one hours. Perfect.
0: Uh I'm <laughs> gonna set that in my calendar and
1: <laughs> if we don't Wait, have long after nfts are like waste are, are passe, say that's when i'll probably get on like we should do an nft of some variety i don't know uh we could probably release one tomorrow how much do you think that like a uh, a picture of you like drinking a beer while while grasping your nipples would be worth
0: oh i was thinking about having you boob luge off me <laughs>
1: If you would like to see me boo blue off of Tyler uh, uh, and we'll be willing to pay money for it, uh, let us know. And maybe we'll set up an NFT We minute. will sell it to you for one Bitcoin. <laughs> and that's how the Bitcoin market crashed. <laughs> we didn't have to do that for five bucks. <laughs> that's fine. If Bitcoin
0: crashes down to five, I'm scooping that shit up like a fat kid at a buffet. Uh,
1: Tyler, you got anything else for us today?
0: Yeah, so... We're going to dive into
1: the land of Yelp. Ugh. Well, that's a disgusting, terrible place. Even worse than a rooftop with James Watt on it. I'm
0: pretty sure that's what they designed
1: Yelp to be. So, okay. <laughs> uh,
0: so, uh, Vinepair released an article that was the best brewery in each state according to Yelp. So, I know
1: Jeremy already looked at this article, and so he... Um, I looked at I, I just want to see if I, I just want to see if crooked fence was still on it and once I verified that it wasn't I lost interest yep which was part of the reason why I looked at it so because if listen if you know crooked fence rest in peace if it was still on that oh I was gonna have a field day oh lord I would have a field day but it but it wasn't
0: well rest assured Idaho's was not crooked fence it was.
1: Daft Badger out of Coeur d'Alene, well, Idaho. Which I'd actually never heard of. Really? I've been up there a couple times. But I've never been. I, I don't make it up to northern Idaho nearly as much as you do. Yeah. Because uh, I have no business up there. Yeah. There's, it's a horrible place. It's beautiful place. It's, it's pretty, but there's the, the, the people there. They it's, it's like It's like Appalachia with less class.
0: No! <laughs> it gets the reputation for that, but... <laughs> Deservedly
1: so. I was gonna like, say Eastern Idaho is getting worse than Northern Idaho right now. Eastern Idaho, I mean, it, basically the difference between Northern Idaho and Eastern Idaho is, and then Appala- so in Appalachia you have a guy with no shirt, overalls, and one strap. Okay, in uh, in Northern Idaho there's no straps, the the overalls are kind of hanging down, and you can start to see his pecker. In uh, in Eastern Idaho, uh, the, the, the the he's wearing his magic underpants, so it's fine with. With an assault rifle. With an, ass- I mean, they all have assault. Ri- all of them have assault rifles while they're doing this. By the way, uh, the assault
0: rifle is ubiquitous. And then you got one person in her magic underpants trying to become governor. <laughs> she's not a Mormon. I don't. Is she a Mormon? I don't know. I don't think. I don't- she's I'm- just psycho. Uh, it's like she's she's just a lunatic. <laughs> well, kind of do a quick rundown of a couple of states, and we'll okay. see what the opinions are um alabama good people brewing i know you've had because i got some beer from a couple groups down there Mm -hmm. uh you've had some Mm -hmm. uh good people was one of my favorites uh yellow hammer was another one i had there
1: and trim tab about it but i mean yeah i
0: think good people out of the three were probably my favorite with the snake handler double ipa uh oh that's right i do remember that one that was a good one california uh out of san diego was home brewing home brewing yeah never Uh, i hadn't
1: had them either so i mean all the all the breweries in san diego i guess that's i guess if you're talking about yelp reviews given the way yelpers function which is basically like um uh the worst humans ever um Basically, that means that's the places they, they haven't found yet. So it's mm-hmm. like the least traveled to places. Because as soon as the Yelpers get a hold of it, they just rip it apart because that's how they come. Mm-hmm. That's that's their only way a Yelper orgasms is by tearing a place <laughs> tearing someone's hard work down in front of them. Uh, Delaware, would you like to guess? I mean, Dogfish Head is the only brewery I know out of Delaware, and I'm guessing that's not it. So It is Dogfish Head. Is it Dogfish Head? Okay. Do they have another brewery? i don't know okay uh
0: (laughs) georgia is uh variant brewing yeah wasn't sure on them uh getting down let's go here's
1: a state of interest texas texas i was looking for nebraska oh nebraska i have okay another state i've lived in but we cover texas quite a lot of us so let's go nebraska first nebraska uh, would you actually to guess? Uh, Nebraska. Um, so many so much has happened there since I was there. But I'm gonna say, uh, Nebraska Brewing Company. Nope. Uh, Pals Brewing got a North Platte. <laughs> There's a brewery in North Platte. <laughs> All right. Let me put it this way. Uh, 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 um, I you'll have to f- you'll have to factor this into uh, uh, into uh, your thinking. But North Platte um is in, in Idaho. Um, it's like Buell. Oh, okay. <laughs> which we do have. There's a brewery in Buell, so it actually makes a pretty apt uh, a pretty a pretty apt uh, comparison. What about Massachusetts? Uh, well, I mean, all the haze all the haze bros, uh, um, uh, this, uh, breweries come to mind, which I doubt it's any of them. But I don't know any others, so I'm gonna say
0: Trillium. You know, one that you're not thinking of. Ooh. Your cousin from Boston. No, it's not Sam
1: Adams. It is Sam Adams. They got the best. They paid for that. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they, they 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 use the Enron money just pay because that's the other thing you can do about Yelp. Yelp you, can just pay, you just pay them to take off the bad reviews, and then they they kind of work.
0: Montana, uh, Bonsai Brewing Project out of uh, Whitefish. Okay. Yeah. Never. Um. So you said Texas, right? Texas. Okay. Uh, okay. Ranger Creek Brewing and Distilling out of te- San Antonio. Yep, never heard of it. Uh, Utah. I think you've heard of this brewery. They're out of Salt Lake. Should I like take a guess?
1: Uh, out of Salt Lake Squatters?
0: Nope. Uh, Ketos.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: Um, Washington State. Give you a hint. It's in
1: Seattle. Okay. There's a lot of breweries in Seattle, but, um, Fremont, Georgetown, they're not quite in Seattle, but close enough. Okay. Georgetown. Okay. Fair enough. Oregon. It's out of Bend. Uh, Boneyard. You nailed it. Finally. (laughs) Uh,
0: there was one more I wanted to quiz you. Um, Nevada. It's out of Reno.
1: Revision. Nope. Okay. They're actually out of sparks, but I custom brews. Oh, obviously I B I M B custom brews. How did we all you know, maybe this podcast might as well be I M B I B S L a, whatever the fuck you said, custom brews. <laughs>
0: Only reason is because I want. I knew you were gonna jump to revision, so I just wanted to fuck with you. I mean, that's
1: because that's the only brewery I know out of Nevada. Worth a
0: damn. You're a fan of Milwaukee. You've been there a couple I times. I'm know right? Milwaukee. Yeah. Okay. So Wisconsin's
1: is out of Milwaukee. Um, Well let me think here. Um, Watertown. No, Venture Brew. Okay. Yeah, not Man. familiar. Well, it just shows how little we travel. Uh, <laughs> we pretty much stay right here in the. Uh, we have talked about maybe doing a, uh, a It's All Beer tour, but... Um, oh, should we look at Maryland? Sure, let's look look at Maryland. Um, Hopefully
0: one day we'll see... Uh, liquid Intrusion? Liquid Intrusion. In, in time, in time. So, Hatsville is where it's at, and it's Streetcar
1: 82 Brewing. Of course, Streetcar 82. How can we forget about Streetcar 82? It's right up there with ISBLFX94 Custom Brews. <laughs>
0: I'm just curious where's it
1: at let's look uh while you're while you're, while you're looking up the uh, uh the address do you have anything else besides this uh uh today
0: nope uh so just outside of Baltimore
1: okay uh looks kind of like that it's right, right it's right in the it's right in the beltway it's right in the middle of the beltway yeah it's yeah. damn near in DC uh,
0: it's Basically inside the you freeway
1: throw, that runs around DC. The, the belt, yeah. The, you could throw a rock into DC, and I, I, I recommend that if you're there, you do that. Anyway, this has been uh, it's all beer. Um, if you uh, want to if you are James Watt uh, and you want to uh, uh, send us a cease and desist, suck our ass. <laughs> you can do that at it's all beer at gmail.com. Um, we post pictures and other fun things on our Instagram page at it's all beer, Facebook it's all beer. Uh, on Twitter, where I get into random Twitter fights, um, hopefully with James Watts coming up uh, very soon. Just um. start
0: tweeting at him with a middle finger.
1: <laughs> it's, all, at, it's all beer one. And if you want to leave us a review or a cease and desist. Um, you know, you can do that on, uh, Facebook or, uh, Spotify or, uh, Apple, uh, uh, podcasts. Uh, it's all there. Um, and, uh, uh, and yeah, you can leave us a review or, uh, whatever you, you know, or just, you know, say you suck. Um, and James Watt, you do too. Um, and I think that'll be quite enough from us. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'm going to have one of those IFTF c- c- custom brews out of Nevada you talked about. Have fun. <laughs>